This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a new way to lead off your Sunday with conversation, unique perspectives, and your thoughts and questions on the Hometown Nine. It's Twins Today. And a swing and a miss and a changeup. That was masterful pitching from Jose Barrios. I know they know I got a great curveball, so they're looking for. That's when I was the that breaking point. Twins Today is driven by the Mauer Auto Group. More than cars. It's hard to believe that was 15 years ago. Right? Time flies, but uh, you know what? I'm in a new role and I'm enjoying it. Thanks, Derek. Which thought am I? Did I make the top five? Now, live from Target Field, here is Derek Wetmore. Good morning, Twins fans. Good to be with you. You're listening to Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group, more than cars, and I am your host, Derek Wetmore. I'm sitting here at Target Field. Uh, we've got a fun program lined up for you today, and before I get into any of that, I wanted to share two bits of good news with you. One, I see the grounds crew right now out at Target Field. They have removed the tarp from yesterday's rain. They will begin rolling it up, and the skies look better than they did yesterday. Bit number two, with yesterday's washed-out game that will be rescheduled for September 14th as part of a split seven-inning doubleheader between these two teams, uh, the streak continues. I think it's been seven weeks. Uh, the Twins are unbeaten in games preceding this show. How about that? Pretty good, huh? So I... It, it's uh, just a little uh, schedule fluke, but we'll take it. It's fun talking about uh, good ball games before the show, and we don't have uh, we don't have a loss to talk about today. So sorry for anybody who came here for that. I doubt you are many. We'll start today's show with five thoughts in a minute, but I want to tell you all the things that we've got coming up because it's a uh, super fun one for you guys today. Um, we're going to close the show talking with. Do Hyung Park, who covers the Twins for MLB.com, get it in a couple segments talking with my friend Do. We are also going to talk with the voice of the Wichita Wind Surge, Tim Grubbs. We're going to talk with Jim Rosenhaus, who is the radio voice of the Cleveland Indians. And in Radio Revisit, we've got a, a bit of a fun change-up this week, where we hear from a couple of different people on uh, one aging slugger or should I say ageless slugger. That's all coming up today. Plus, in the second hour of today's show, chance to win Twins tickets. You're going to want to stick around to learn how you can do that. Twins Today starts your lineup of uh, programming. After this, it's Inside Twins and the Adana Realty pregame lineup card all coming up before first pitch of uh, Twins Cleveland final game of this series coming up. We will begin with five thoughts. Catch you up on the week, and if you watched or listened to the whole entire week, cool. I hope we'll dive a little bit deeper here for you. Let's get started. Number one. Rodgers has his side. The kick and the first pitch. A swing and a ground ball. Base hit center field. Hedges scores. Here comes Rosario on his way home to the plate. The throw to third is going to be late, and Eddie Rosario, first pitch swinging, drives in two. 
Well, more where that came from, Eddie Rosario's return to Target Field. We will talk about that uh, at length here in Five Thoughts. But the one that I just wanted to bring up for this one is the way I think about games going into tomorrow's game or thinking about a whole series at a time. And that's just how, how many pitchers did you use? What arms did you go to? So I was thinking that first game for the Twins, uh, of course, it's a bummer they lost. And in the fashion that they lost, that's not what they were hoping for. But I think it's like it's it's a double bummer when you have Jose Barrios starting the game. You have their guy, J.C. Mejia, on the ropes at the start of the game. And in the game in which you use Taylor Rogers and Barrios uh, to not win that game, that stings because now that impacts you for tomorrow. Not only do you not have Barrios on the mound to start the game, which hurts on its own, but you don't have uh, full-strength rested Taylor Rogers. He'd be coming in on a back-to-back. That's fine. They could do that. But uh, I always look at the pitching that took place in the game and so then to, to fast forward then, the fact that they won the next day when they used basically a bullpen game, Danny Coulomb opened up, Griffin Jacks was the bulk starter, um, that, that is a, a bonus. I, I think it's so important to win games that when you have your best starters going, when your best pitchers are going, but then when you can do it without your frontline guys, well, awesome. That's a, that's a nice boost to the team. Keep an eye on that in the weeks to come. Number two. Brios at the belt, checks the runner, he goes. And the pitch is strike three, throw down to second, not in time. As it got away briefly from Simmons. And now Rosario's out. Simmons got the ball and threw it back to Polanco covering second. Eddie Rosario had his head, I don't know where. <laughs> I don't know where either, Danny. That was the pickoff play at second base. Dan Gladden on the call. Eddie Rosario is kind of just uh, sauntering back to the bag and not looking at the play where it should have been. Andrelton Simmons scrambles into center field, pick up the loose ball, throws it to Polanco, the quick tag, and Eddie is out at second base. We've seen this series already, the good, the bad, and the Eddie, and the Eddie Rosario experience at now he's playing for a different team, but we got used to seeing that with the Twins. He had so many uh, moments that sort of made you scratch your head and think, gosh, ooh, that would have been a nice one to have back, whether it was a missed cutoff, man, or just uh, that's just the example that comes to mind because uh, I think we've we've all lived the Eddie experience, but you can't talk about that guy without also talking about his huge contributions in clutch situations. It's it's all been on display here this week at Target Field. I can't wait to see what's uh, what's in store Sunday. This one's flashing back a little bit, thought number three, but it is the most important story of the week, and we got to cover it. Number three. Byron has a, a boxer's fracture of his hand, so he's, um, he's going to miss uh, some time, obviously. You know, for him, I, I feel immensely for him uh, roller coaster of emotions and, and having to deal with things that no one should have to no one should have to deal with what buck is going through right now and none of it's through any fault of his own uh he's the most upstanding hard-working wonderful teammate um and and baseball player as, that you could find and uh i again um tough night and i feel for him a lot yeah, you can hear it in Rocco's voice talking about how disappointing uh, it must be for Buxton to get back, plays a couple games, looks like he's going to help 
star on this team amid this 25 consecutive games against the American League Central. Really a chance for the Twins to make some hay if they could just get hot against their division opponents. And bang, he gets hit on the hand with a pitch, and it's broken. He stayed in the game for a little bit briefly, but then, you know, you can't... Uh, can't overcome that, unfortunately, and Buxton had to leave. Buck, uh, Rocco also said later, not heard in that clip, but he said, we can't talk about fair because this is not fair. And I guess uh, whatever you think at this point, you, you got to feel a little bit for the guy who is not, uh, he, he did not injure himself. He did not hit himself with that pitch. It's just, it could happen to any batter, any single plate appearance, and just happened to Byron Buxton right after he got back. What a tough break for Buxton. What a tough break for the Twins. Number four. And the pitch is swinging a fly ball. Left center field and deep. Back it goes. Deep it goes and gone. Twins win the game 7-5 to five on a walk-off 12th inning home run from Miguel Sano. Corey Provis on the call, Miguel Sano on the heroics. That was a 12th inning home run that walked it off for the Twins in their 7-5 win. And I wanted to bring that up because, of course, we've talked a lot about Sano this year with his uh, contact problems at the plate, and he strikes out an awful lot, and it hasn't been the year that he was hoping for. It certainly hasn't been the year that the Twins were expecting out of him. The hot streaks, the cold streaks, uh, unfortunately the cold quite a bit longer than the hot in many cases for Sano this year, but there's still a dangerous, powerful slugger in there. The thing I wanted to bring up with this quickly is he seems to find himself in a bit of a platoon now that the Twins are getting some uh, outfielders back healthy, even with Buxton going down, Kepler's back, so that helps, of course, Trevor Larnick and Alex Kirilov. Uh, playing sort of uh, important roles in the lineup and then in the outfield. But with enough outfielders, Kirilov moves into first base. He's pretty good at first base, I think. I, I like his glove defensively. And so that kind of becomes a numbers game for Sano. Where does he play? Well, what we've seen recently is not a strict platoon, but Kirilov is the first baseman. And Miguel Sano, it seems anyways, at least based on how the lineup cards are being written out, seems that he's more of a, of a backup. He's playing against lefties. Now, what's challenging for that, for the, the right-handed hitting Sano, in his career, he's an above-average hitter, and he's been above-average against both righties and lefties. But this year, you can see right in the numbers, he's way better against right-handed pitching, and that's where a lot of those hot streaks have come to, a lot of the homers, a lot of the power, a lot of his slugging percentage, which is his biggest asset to the Twins, and now he finds himself in uh, in a crunch for playing time. I'm sure it's not easy, and uh, I guess it's admirable. I even heard a peep out of a guy who has been a regular player and sort of if we're being honest about it, played his way out of regular playing time as uh, as Alex Kirloff has emerged on the scene. Continue to monitor going forward. And, of course, we wrap this week with one of the stories of the week. Number five. And hits that ball high in the air right field. Kepler back to the track. He'll look up, and Eddie again looks into the Twins' dugout. That's Eddie Rosario. That was a home run. That's Dan Gladden on the call. And Eddie, a couple of times this week, you see, if you're watching the TV broadcast, you see him hit the ball. This ha- this was true of his huge hit against Taylor Rogers. It was true of that home run. Sort of flip his bat, but the bat flip wasn't the thing that caught your eye. It was the fact that he started staring right into the Twins' dugout as he was running down toward first base. 
playing with a little chip on his shoulder. I don't know if he's if he's characterizing it that way, but you can certainly tell in his body language he is up to try to beat the Twins, the team that said goodbye to him this in the offseason and uh, let him go. He signed with Cleveland on uh, in free agency, but it's kind of entertaining. If, if you're a neutral, it's entertaining to see the guy get charged up. If you're a Twins fan, I think you have some good memories of Eddie, and uh, you certainly don't want to see him perform well against your team, but it has been sort of the story of this series, the, the Eddie Rosario game. Yeah, he had the clutch hit against the Twins uh, relief ace Taylor Rogers that won him a game. He had that home run, and he got carelessly picked off second base because he just wasn't paying attention. That uh, that sort of sums it up there, I think. And I've heard someone tell me once that you, with a, a player of that talent and that sort of head scratching, you take the good with the bad. Uh, in this case, Cleveland is the one accepting that good and bad here against the Twins. That'll do it for Five Thoughts. If, if you like Five Thoughts, you can write us in or you can call us later in the show, 651-989-9226. Bookmark that number because you might want it a little bit later on. I also do a newsletter centered on Five Thoughts. You can find that on my social media profiles. I'm on Twitter at Derek Wetmore, Facebook Derek Wetmore. MLB. That's it for Five Thoughts. When we come back, we are going to do a little special version of Radio Revisit. There is uh, plenty more uh, where this comes from. And we're also going to be talking with Jim Rosenhaus, one of the voices of Cleveland baseball on the radio. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Twins today on News Talk 830 WCCO. Welcome back. Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group, more than cars. That's the program. I'm the host, Derek Wetmore. I'm sitting at Target Field as they are grooming and manicuring the field. Yesterday's Twins Cleveland game was washed out, but today, uh, well, look, I don't like to make any promises about the weather, um, but we know yesterday's wasn't played, so there's a better chance that today's is played. Uh, They pay me nothing to be a meteorologist, and that is a great choice on their part a couple of twins players starting to get loose little throwing program as well so uh, i'll keep you updated on what's going on on the field on target field Um, coming up on this program we are giving away some twins tickets we're going to hear from the executive chef at target field how about that you don't get to do that every week that's actually uh really looking forward to that we're also talking with do hyung park who covers the twins for mlb.com and Pretty soon here, we're talking with Jim Rosenhaus. He is the uh, radio voice of the Cleveland Indians. We're just talking about all things of that baseball team. I kind of thought they were going to hit the reset button after all those trades. Hear from Jim about how they've been able to maintain competitiveness despite the trades and all five members of the starting rotation at the start of the season, uh, we're not in it at when this series with the Twins started. So looking forward to that conversation as well. But this segment, this is Radio Revisit. Typically we play our favorite conversation from the week or one of them. It's hard to pick sometimes. This one we had to split it up because I wanted to talk about Nelson Cruz, the ageless slugger of the Minnesota Twins, who will be celebrating his 41st birthday this week, July 1st. Nelly turns 41. Phil Miller wrote a great piece in the Star Tribune talking about the home run pursuit and how rare it is to still be a prodigious home run hitter at this age in Major League 
history. You look at some of the names in Miller's piece that are, are keeping company with Nelson Cruz now, it is astounding. It's guys like Musial and uh, Williams that he's chasing. And, of course, the leader of post-40 homers, Barry Bonds. I don't know if Nelly will catch him, but it will be fun to watch him try. A uh, couple of clips of sound. This one is from Mike Petriello, who is uh, the baseball savant and statcast. He is, he, you see him on some broadcasts, and he writes for MLB.com, talking about the Twins' ageless slugger. I do my own all-star ballot, and I accidentally left the Twin off the first time because I had Garver, and then I had Buxton, and then they got hurt, and I forgot to replace them. But I think it has to be Cruz right now, and that's for two reasons. One is that, you know, that's not going to be any of the pitchers, right? And the, some of the batters are hurt. Every team needs a guy, but... Nelson Cruz has earned it. He's been fantastic. You look at just June so far, he's been the sixth best hitter in June so far as OPS goes. And two of the guys ahead of him are Shohei Otani and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. (laughs) He's got an OPS plus of 161. So that's 61% better than league average. It's right in line with what he did his first two years with the Twins. And I wanted to go back. I wanted to see, like, where does that rank in terms of guys who are in their 40s, right? And the best ever seasons from players who are 40 years or older. Uh, David Ortiz in 2016, Willie Mays in 1971, and Nelson Cruz is right up there. If he maintains his 161 OPS plus, he's going to turn 41 on July 1st. If he makes the All-Star game, he'd be one of only 10 guys to ever get a plate appearance in an All-Star game at 41 years or older. I'm not going to give you the whole list, but trust me, it's great. Ted Williams, Barry Bonds, all those guys. And it's not a fluke for him. He's got his lowest strikeout rate in 10 years. He has his best hard hit rate in the years that StatCast has been tracking since 2015. He just looks like the same Nelson Cruz we get pretty much every single year, no matter how old he gets. It sounds unremarkable, same guy every year, but it is remarkable. If 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 every major league player could just be the same person they were last year, you know, from from age 33 on, they would. They would choose that option, that door number 1 every single time. And the fact that Nelly's doing it at 40, I know he doesn't play the field anymore and he is it's just it's incredible. I I guess I've run out of ways to to talk about him that haven't already been said. Petriello mentions that Cruz would be a great all-star nod for the Twins. I agree. He's hitting 300, 373 on base, 557 slugging. I mean, those are those are premier numbers. He's he's a premier slugger, and he's doing it when he's uh, in some cases 10 or even 15 years older than his competition in some of those areas. Here's his manager on the ageless slugger. He seems like the same guy that we brought over here a couple of years ago, and welcome to. Minnesota. Um, uh, Not much has changed with him uh, physically um, in the way he looks or acts or feels uh, or in his preparation. And um, I didn't know him as well at the time, but he looks, you know, very similar um, as a player uh, as he did, you know, five, six years ago. Um, He keeps going. Uh, I don't think he's really counting the years anymore i think he's counting wins and i think he's counting maybe a few homers um i don't think he's worried about age or letting that get in his way um at any point you know i think uh as long as he continues to feel good and continues to be as productive as he is um i think he's going to keep playing and and keep going but he, he looks great on our end um you know he 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 keeps playing i mean he's he's 40 40 he's going to be 41 um you know, he, he, he plays through things. He's, he's a baseball player. You know, he's a, he's a DH at this point in his career, but that doesn't take away the fact that he's, he's tough. He keeps going. Uh, he doesn't let anything really keep him off the field uh, if he can help it. And uh, he's a ball player. 
It's a pretty high praise there from Rocco Baldelli on uh, his DH, who is actually older than the manager, if you can believe that. Uh, and in Phil Miller's piece in the Star Tribune, he talked about some of the stretching routine, how important that has been for Cruz. Cruz, of course, was hit on the hand earlier this year. I believe that was in Anaheim. He was working through that for a little bit. And you watch him run the bases sometimes, and he's working through lower body stuff that doesn't necessarily get blown up or blown out, that, uh, you know, this guy's fighting through it. And uh, I, he's just he's, – he's peerless right now in Major League Baseball. There are not people who can do what he is doing at the age that he's doing it, if they could, uh, many of them would choose to do so, and uh, it's it's been fascinating. Um, one more on Rock, because, of course, with a great season on a team that is currently not in, sitting in a postseason position, of course, you start hearing about the veterans that could be traded away. Rocco Baldelli mentioned he didn't even want to think about that. Yeah, I don't even want to think about that. I'll be honest. We, you know, we're focused on winning our games right now, and uh, Nelson is, is focused on... Uh, on being here and uh, and winning with his teammates, and those are the only things that I think um, that I think can, you know he concerns himself with. And uh, he's he's a pro and he handles everything always in stride. Uh, but I don't think that that's even um, uh, you know showing up on his radar. What's showing up on his radar right now is you know going out there and hitting some balls hard tomorrow. Well said, Rocco. Uh, Nelson Cruz, incredible player for the Minnesota Twins. That's it for Radio Revisit this week. Kind of a fun one, chopping and changing. Coming up next on the show, we are talking with the radio voice of the Cleveland Indians. He is Jim Rosenhaus, and I want to talk to him about Eddie Rosario and all the things that are going on in Cleveland right now. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Twins Today on News Talk, 830-WCCO. The 2-2. Swung on, and there's a high blast to right. This one's way back there, and Eddie Rosario in familiar territory at target field. It's a home run to right, and the Indians are back in front 6-5. Number six for Eddie Rosario, and you know that has to feel good. I bet that does feel good. Uh, Welcome back to Twins Today, driven by the Maurer Auto Group, More Than Cars. I'm your host, Derek Wetmore, and the voice you just heard, well, that was Jim Rosenhaus, radio voice of the Cleveland Indians, who joins me now on the program. Jim, thanks for sharing a couple of minutes with us today. Derek, thanks for asking. The pleasure's all mine having you here, and uh, it was fun to hear that call, fun to kind of see that. If you're a neutral observer, it's a revenge week here for Eddie Rosario. How's he been taking going up against his former club? Well, you know, it's interesting because he really doesn't want to talk about it a whole lot, but I, I think he's happy to be back. He has great memories here, and a lot of obviously a lot of friends on the team. Um, you know, he's hit a home run. He had a big base hit the other night, so he's checking some boxes, I'm sure, of things that he was hoping to do. Um, and, you know, it's funny, you know, you talk about revenge in the game, and I don't know how many players really look at it that way, sure. but I, I think he did want to continue playing here. There's no question about that, yeah. and just the, the business of baseball made that a, a decision that the Twins wanted to go in another direction, and then, gosh, you look at their young outfielders and you can see why. Um, but he, I think he's pretty happy where he's at. He's, he's landed with a, a ball club that's – playing some decent baseball, and, and he's a big part of that. Yeah, and he uh, does not shy from the moment. He comes up in a big spot against Taylor Rogers, first pitch. He's ready to go. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the home run. We also we did get to see the full complement of the Eddie Rosario experience. He got picked off a second base there, just kind of, I don't know, lollygagging back to the bag there. 
Twins fans got to know that well, where there'd be a mistake or maybe some mental miscue, but then sure enough, the spotlight's on, the biggest moment in the game. Nobody you'd rather have up at the plate more than Andy Rosario in those spots. Yeah, and you know, when, when the Indians signed him, it, it almost felt like, all right, they signed this guy, so now now he can't do damage against the Indians because he <laughs> would kill the – I mean, he had a three-home run game here with yeah, a walk-off sure. and um, some great games back in Cleveland. So uh, it was almost uh, addition by subtracting him from the Twins. <laughs> 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 if, if he's not playing for them anymore, he can't hurt the Indians. So It, it was very inevitable, yeah. I think, from a Twins fan perspective that, like, okay, well, we play them a lot this year. He's going to come back and hurt us. Mm -hmm. That was not uh, not a surprise at all. Uh, he, Like I mentioned, he just really – uh, up for the moment, I guess you could say. Um, Jim Rosenhouse is our guest. He is the radio voice of the Cleveland Indians. You can follow him on Twitter at Indians Radio. Also, uh, podcast host, the Rosie Report podcast. If you're looking for Cleveland baseball uh, Twins fans, that's a that's a good uh, sort of uh, behind enemy lines report that you can get there. Uh, Thank you for uh, for joining us here on the show. I, I'm glad that we have the opportunity after yesterday's game was washed out to see the local kid, see Han Sam Hentges pitch for Cleveland. For Twins fans who either remember him from his high school days or don't, what is his story in Cleveland this year? Well, you know, he, he was in spring training last year and, and showed well, and then, of course, everything fell apart for everybody sure. on the season. But then uh, – Pitched well in spring training again this year. Did not make the club uh, coming out of camp, but then was called up and was used in a relief role a little bit and, and had some good outings, some struggled in some outings. And, and now with all the injuries to, to some of the starting pitching and ineffectiveness too, yeah, uh, there's nobody left from the starting rotation coming out of camp. Uh, he's had an opportunity to start, and some have been good, some have been not so good, but the last time out against Pittsburgh was terrific. Okay. Uh, five scoreless innings, so... Uh, you build off of that, and, and look, he, he's learning a lot as he goes. Uh, I think it's exciting, and I think for so many young pitchers, and I'm sure you see it with the Twins, a lot of, of rookies maybe are bypassing AAA because of no minor league season a year ago, and, yeah. and here's a young man who, who did not pitch in AAA uh, until this season early. Um, it's, it's, I think there's a, a step there that a lot of them, when they miss that, you might see show up from time to time in the major leagues, and I think that's what he's going through. But when, when it's on, it's really good, and, and it was fun to see him last weekend, and I'm sure he's real excited for today. Cool. Yeah, some development on the fly there. Maybe the Twins are no strangers to mm -hmm. that this year as well. Uh, you mentioned there in passing the an amazing fact to me, and so a couple of things here off of that, that nobody from the starting rotation to the begin the year is – currently in the starting rotation for Cleveland. I add to that the fact that you go back the last couple of years and they've traded away some some good arms. Bauer's gone, Kluber's gone, Carrasco's gone, uh, Clevenger's gone, and then the Francisco Lindor trade. It seemed to me, as an outsider, that this team was sort of hitting the reset button or they were ready to go into maybe a, a, a down period so that they could take a step forward. And yet here they are, despite all those facts, they're competing uh, in the American League Central and you know, making some noise in a wild card race. How? <laughs> a simple question, maybe complex answer. How have they been able to remain competitive through this period? Well, I think it's fair from the outside to look at all that you mentioned and say, what in the world? But in spring training, what gives this team confidence that, that they can get to the postseason is good starting pitching. Um, now, that hasn't worked out because of the injuries and some ineffectiveness. 
but they've somehow managed to keep it together. And it's it's unusual, Derek. Uh, Terry Francona has talked about it that there are nights after games where he gets together with pitching coach Carl Willis, and at that point in the day, they're figuring out who's going to start the next day. They're not looking. You know, usually you have your five-man ro- right. five rotation all sure. set to go. Now, it's calming down a little bit, okay. but they had to stretch some people out, including Sam Henches, Cal Quantrill, who you've seen, J.C. Mejia, who you've yep. seen this weekend. Um, they were all bullpen types or, or just getting built up for the season. So it was really limited, and, and it was a scramble. But they were winning a lot of those games, uh, piecing it together with the bullpen, which has been – Really, really good, and it took a while, I think, to to see that in spring training, that the potential was there. But once sure. the the bell rang, the the bullpen has been terrific. Uh, for whatever reason, they've scored a ton of runs in the sixth inning and the eighth inning. Okay. Those are two innings. If you look at the run differential, sixth oh. inning, eighth inning, they're outscoring their opponents by a ton of runs. And what that means is you combo that with a good bullpen, yeah, yeah. the Indians are taking leads late, and they don't give them up. Wow. So on those on those nights where that happens, they're finishing the games off because of the back end of the bullpen, mm-hmm. and I think that's how they've managed to stay above 500 and, and relevant in the postseason picture. You hear that, Twins coaching staff? So you're going to want either your starter or maybe a <laughs> Robles for the sixth inning and then get Rogers hot for the eighth I inning. <laughs> I don't know if that's the answer or not, but for whatever reason, that they've they've gone wild in the sixth and the eighth fascinating yeah. uh, you and I were talking off mic a little bit before uh, jumping on here Tito the impact that he has is uh, is is visible from the outside you got to have a catalog of uh, Tito stories <laughs> in the position that you have and him managing there uh, do you have a favorite that jumps to your mind that, that that is radio safe for twins fans on our Metro affiliate WCCO you know I think what's fun about Tito is he, he uh He's really self-deprecating. Now, he he was in the big leagues for a long time. Great college player at the University of Arizona. You talk to him, you'd never know it because he's always saying how, <laughs> how he struggled and this happened and yeah, that happened. Sure. But then you go in and look in baseball reference, and it's like, man, this guy had a pretty good career. Um, so that's kind of fun. Uh, but I think what he is at his best in seasons like this. And, and here's, here's a bottom line number. Since 2013, when he took over as the manager of the Indians, they have more wins than any team in the American League. And I, I don't think a lot of people mm. realize that. Wow. Um, and a lot of it is they they managed to, I think, just stay away from the the seasons that spiral out of control. And this one clearly could have sure. with some of the things going on. Sure. But it's almost as if when it becomes more challenging, and I'm sure he's not like this, but it's almost like he likes that better. Like, <laughs> let's figure out how we can do this with Bieber on the DL and, yeah. or the IL and, and Plesak and Savali. Uh, you know, s- some teams would be like, oh, man, what are we going to do now? <laughs> and they're like, hey, what are we going to do now? Yeah, you know, it's, a it's, it's, it's the way you look at it. And, and he's really good at that. And I'm sure there's nights where he's just like, oh. But he, you would never know that hearing him talk on a daily basis. Sure. And, and he has told his team, look, the other teams aren't going to feel sorry for us because mm-hmm. we're, we have pit players hurt. Right. Um, so let's go out and play good baseball. And they, they've been doing that for the most part. And, and I think that's the biggest key. But it just fun stuff. I mean, I think the, the humor of, of Tito a couple of years back, uh, someone found out that, that there were a bunch of empty um, wrappers of, of popsicles okay. in his office. And they had put... I don't know if it was a 12-pack or a 24-pack of these popsicles, and he just destroyed them one night. And and his reasoning was, well, it says 
healthy for you because they were low sugar. So, <laughs> so he figured if he, you know, one is good, but if they're healthy for you, maybe 24 would be really good or <laughs> 12 or whatever it was. So just stuff like that is, is fun. Good. And, and, you know, he'll talk about it. I think, um, the first game he managed, we were in Toronto, and, and he was talking about how he couldn't struggling to get get to sleep the night before, and he ordered a ton of ice cream from room service. Yeah. So that probably didn't help either, and it's just <laughs> things like that yeah. that you know he, he keeps it loose, and that's a I think that's why players enjoy playing for him, um, and he's honest with them. There's a lot of hard conversations in spring sure? training where you have to send players over to the minor league camp, and he's just dead honest about look. Maybe you were good enough to make the team, but there's just certain roster things we're, we're working through, and, yeah. and you can't be here now. But we love you, and, and we can bring you back if, if, you, if you're willing to stay in the organization if it's someone who has an out in their contract. And, and there's several pitchers and players who do, and, and they're rewarded for it down the road. So um, I think that that's all part of what makes him tick and, and what makes him a, a key for this franchise. Been a long debate in baseball how valuable a manager is, but i got to imagine he's got an impact in the current 41-32 and 32 record, two games out in the American League Central. Jim Rosenhaus has been our guest here talking about Cleveland ahead of Twins and Cleveland coming up this afternoon. Follow him on Twitter at Indians Radio and check out the Rosie Report podcast jim thank you so much for uh, stopping by twins today we appreciate your time derek thank you and good luck with the show thank you thank you very much uh speaking of that show we are coming back with voice of the wichita wind surge the twins new double a affiliate he is tim grubbs friend of the show we're going to talk about some hot prospects coming up that we might see at target field <laughs> things keep trending in the way they've been going don't go anywhere you're listening to twins today driven by the mauer auto group on news talk 830 wcco here's the no ball two strike pitch winder sets and delivers swung through struck him out that's punch out number eight and probably will do it for josh winder with another terrific pitching performance Welcome back to Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group, more than cars. I'm your host, Derek Wetmore, and I'm sitting at Target Field. The voice you just heard on that call, well, that was Tim Grubbs calling a Josh Winder performance, another spectacular performance. We'll get into that. But for now, Tim joins us on the show. He's the voice of Wichita Wind Surge Baseball. Tim, thanks for coming on Twins Today. Hey, no problem. It's not like I have anything else to do right now. Uh, I just showed you the field here in Midland, Texas. Uh, we got rained out last night. Um, they were a little bit slow to schedule a doubleheader today because they knew the forecast, but they are going to try for two today. Nice. And uh, right now, I, I don't know if we're going to get any in, but uh, you know what? It's 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 not even 11 a.m. or a 2 p.m. Central first pitch. So uh, I got my lineup in, and I'll be ready to go because uh, we know how the it can change pretty quickly around here. It can turn in a hurry. So, yeah, he showed me the screen. Midland, Texas, the tarp's on the field. Target field here in downtown Minneapolis. Well, they took the tarp off. They are currently uh, going through the prep on the field. So yesterday's game washed out between the Twins and Cleveland. Again, I don't promise anything. I, I don't make any of my money in meteorology, but it looks a little bit more promising today for the series finale. Uh, Tim, you heard that clip we played as you were joining the show. Josh Winder, a, another terrific pitching performance, and um, he's had a few of those this year. What do Twins fans need to know about one of these uh, pitching prospects that I was going to say under the radar, but I don't think he's under the radar anymore. 
he might have been under the radar before our season. Um, you know, he was one of those guys, as, as I learned the Twins organization, I, I didn't even know he was going to be our opening day starter until I think it was like three days before. Um, I was actually thinking he'd be a little bit further down. And he's impressed me from that May 4th start on. He's been impressive in every start. He's not allowed more than three runs in any of the starts. Um, eight strikeouts. He's been uh, just tremendous. He, he leads the league in um, ERA, innings pitched. Uh, he doesn't lead the league in wins, not for his fault. Um, a lot of times we've, we've squandered the wins later and then win them back. It seems like we always win his starts. Uh, we, have, we refer to it as winder day and uh, when he starts. And, and I'm enjoying when he starts it, and I'm appreciating every one of them because I don't know how many more there's going to be here at the AA level. But every time I see his name penciled in there, I know we're going to have a fun night. That's a fantastic point, and it's something I've been wondering about. He's uh, 3-0 and with a 1.98 ERA, and I think I saw a note from you leading the league in, in strikeouts at 65, and it's just what more can a guy do at the level? This is a question um, for me. Maybe it'll help listeners, although they might be ahead of me on this. Are they doing all-star games this year, or has the minor league season sort of jumbled? Has, has it changed the equation there? I think they'll announce a postseason all-star team, but there's no actual all-star game, no all-star break. Um, our schedule, which you and I have talked about earlier on the show, we play six games in a row in a city, and then we have an off day on Monday, and then we play another six-game series. We just continuously do this throughout. There's no all-star break, no all-star game. So um, although Winder would be the, the, the pitcher without a doubt, but no, no all-star games. I think they're going to announce a postseason all-star team which at this point, you know, he would be the odds-on favorite for pitcher of the year. Sure looks like it. Looks like a fantastic season and a, and a fun one to follow for the, the Wichita Wind Surge. Uh, Tim Grubbs, our guest, he's the voice of said Wind Surge, the AA affiliate of the Minnesota Twins. They've been in first place, Tim. I saw a note that you sent over. 31 out of 46 games. I want to ask you a general question before we get to uh, the man of the hour who's uh, really swinging it well down there. Do you think... Do you think that winning and development sort of uh, play off of each other? And, and what I mean by that is if if you are on a losing team, is, is development, which is the ultimate goal, um, I think, for a lot of these players, is that even maybe more challenging uh, when you're not winning games versus when, like the wind surge, when you are? I tell you right now, when you walk into the clubhouse, you know, and I've been fortunate to be able to do that a lot more lately, you know, with all the restrictions we had earlier in the year, um, you can tell. I mean, if, if I didn't know, you know what I mean? You walk in, you know this team won. Just the, the jovial attitude, the smiles when I get on the bus, you know, after games. I, I think it helps. I, I don't know if it's important to necessarily win the division, but I, I do believe that, you know, I've been on some teams that have lost a lot of games, you know, and I, I think it's – it hurts, you know, people, it's, they're not as fun to be in the clubhouse or to be during batting practice when, when you've dropped seven of 10 on a consistent basis. So I do think it helps. I mean, I've seen it, um, you know, being in Kansas, but being in the PCL for years, that Kansas City Royals team that came up together as a group, they won championships. It's single A, double A, triple A, and then ultimately won the American League pennant. And then the following year won the World Series. Mm. Um, I know I wasn't in Wichita then, but I use that as a comparison to just kind of show you, especially with a small market team, that I think it's important for those guys to have success. 
Yeah, it's a it's a fascinating point and kind of an age old debate around baseball. But you you sort of you do it feels different when you're around it, picking up the the good vibes versus the not so good vibes all the time. Uh, Tim, I would be remiss if I did not ask you about Jose Miranda. Really swinging it well. I think I this is this is from your notes. So correct me if I'm wrong. You and I were trading emails about this guy because he's just been so incredible. We also he had a five hit game this week, so that kind of pops up on your radar. But it's like. Not that rare that he has multi-hit games. He's just doing it all the time. I think I saw you write 25 for his last 50 with five home runs and eight RBI over that stretch. What is going right for Miranda at the plate? Oh, he's he's incredible. I mean, he's so much fun to watch. He's let off three games with home runs, um, <laughs> which is just like boom, boom. Instant you offense. Know I mean? Yeah, yeah, instant <laughs> offense, especially when you're on the road. I mean, he had one here the other day in Midland. Um, and I, there was hardly no one in attendance yet when he hit the home run because it was still sunny and the heat, you know, the fans didn't really filter into the ballpark to the second inning before you knew it when surge were already up one, nothing, but no, I mean, his con his ability for contact is unbelievable. His two strike approach is unbelievable. Um, you know, it's one of those things. I know they stress exit velo big time down here, you know, which is exit velocity. And we've got some guys on the team like BJ Boyd and Andrew Bechtold and Jermaine Palacios who are, who are averaging, you know, I think somewhere around 92 miles per hour off the bat every time. And it was alarming to me when I actually saw the stat chart in our hitting in our hit with our hitting coach that Miranda was so much lower because he's had some mm. big time home runs at 104 and 105. But I think it's because of his two strike approach where he's just slapping it the opposite way just to make contact, where sometimes he's getting base hits at 81 miles an hour. Well, that's going to pull the average down. Sure. And it was kind of educational to me to realize why he is not one of the top guys because of his approach. And and now that I'm really watching it, you know, that game that he had five hits, um, he had a double that, that he whacked off the wall at, I think, at like 102. But then he had a couple other ones where he was behind in the count and he just – slapped one into opposite field and got himself a base hit and got a guy on and you know what that does that puts pressure on the defense and, and we end up scoring runs that is he leads the league in runs too well that's <laughs> that counts for something in my book that's for sure that's fascinating insight tim because i think whether consciously or subconsciously there are big league hitters who over the past let's say five seven years have been willing to trade that contact to say hey i know my strikeout rate's going to go up that's fine because it's going to come with the trade-off of better slugging percentage i'm going to hit homers doubles and home runs are in the air not uh, not on the ground but that here's this guy who he'll still hit home runs he is hitting for power but he'll willingly trade some of that exit wheel fascinating to hear you say that uh I'm I'm I can't wait to to see a little bit more of him. He's hitting currently. I hold on. I just pulled up his numbers, Tim. He's hitting 349 this year on the season, <laughs> with a 414 on base, 586 slugging. Those are uh, elite numbers. I don't know how it compares to the rest of the league, but it's got to be way way up there. I am curious for your uh, firsthand scattering report, Tim. What is his defense like, and and what can we expect from there? You know, his defense is pretty good. I mean, he plays every position on the infield, first base, second base, third base, shortstop. Wow. Um, I don't think he's an elite defender at either position, which is probably the reason why we rotate him around. And, you know, obviously he's not as good of a shortstop as our other guy, Palacios. And sure. that's the reason why Jermaine, but he's the one that spells him when, when JP has to get a day off 
you know, Miranda's there. And it's not that big of a drop-off. Um, doesn't have the arm, you know, like a Palacios has. But I think he's, you know, they're grooming him to be that utility guy. Obviously, do, probably doesn't have the power to be your everyday Major League first baseman, which is probably why they want to put him at second and third. But, mm-hmm. you know, when he's out there, I don't think he's elite by any means. And I'm not a scout, but he's certainly not hurting the team, you know, by playing defense. He does a pretty good job. Um, you know, and, and I love when he's in there, you know, defensively and just won his lineup. You mentioned some of the numbers. <laughs> he leads the league in hits, leads the league in batting average, leads the league in runs. He's fourth in slugging, fourth in on-base percentage, and third in OPS in the league. So, <laughs> I mean, he would have been the triple crown winner earlier in the week. He's now third in the league in homers because he was tied for the league lead in homers. But there's some other guys that have popped a few since then. So, but 12 homers is still pretty impressive. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, being a league leader in just about any offensive category you could name, uh, I think that's a pretty good place to be. The voice you're listening to is Tim Grubbs. He is the voice of the Wichita Wind Surge, a friend of the show, kind enough to return to talk about Jose Miranda, one of the stars of the Twins minor league system, and uh, pitcher Josh Winder, who's also had an exciting season down there in Wichita. Tim, uh, appreciate you coming on, Twins, today again. Thank Thank you so much for your time. No problem. There's a few more names that we can talk about whenever you want, but uh, we're having fun down here and uh, hope we get to play baseball today and hope you guys do too. Yep. Uh, best of, best luck uh, down the line. And uh, Twins fans, if you want to follow him, get all the insight on Wichita Windsurge, you can follow him on Twitter. Our thanks to Tim for joining the show and look forward to catching up with him on down the line because there's always something to talk about Wichita Windsurge baseball. Uh, that's it for hour one of this fine program. Um, I didn't call it fine. Others have said that. But our two is going to be a lot of fun, too. We are talking with Do Hyung Park, who covers the Twins for MLB.com, and we're going to be giving away some Twins tickets. Stay tuned for how you can learn. Uh, we're going to give them away to uh, callers. So feel free to uh, keep it locked here. 651-989-9226 is the phone number you want to bookmark and listen to our two of the show for how you can win those. After this show, Twins Today, it's going to be Inside Twins and then the Adina Realty pregame lineup card all coming up ahead of Twins in Cleveland, the series finale on what is now a sun-soaked target field. That feels good to say. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Twins Today on News Talk 830 WCCO. Welcome back to Twins Today, driven by the Maurer Auto Group. More than cars. Once again, live from Target Field, here is Derek Wetmore. Back, Twins fans. Twins today is driven by the Mauer Auto Group more than cars. I'm your host, Derek Wetmore, as the voice you just heard said. That is true. And our thanks to Al Shock for a little uh, weather update, too. I don't like hearing that there are possible showers after yesterday's game was washed out, but I'm happy to report to you, Twins fans, as I look out on the field here at Target Field, it is bright sunshine. Yes, there are some clouds in the sky. They are they are all uh, light and uh, unthreatening clouds that I see, and mostly blue skies. So take that for whatever it's worth. Again, not in meteorology. So uh, don't trust me for anything that counts. But this is Twins Today. This is our two of Twins Today. Coming up after this is going to be Inside Twins, and then the Adina Realty pregame lineup card all coming up before first pitch of what is now the series finale Twins and Cleveland here on this uh, sunny Sunday at Target Field. We're going to talk with uh, Do Hyung Park, who covers the Twins for MLB.com, a little bit later on. We're also going to catch up with Chef Kurt, 
very shortly on uh, what's going on at Target Field, the foods that you cannot miss. And we're also going to be giving away some Twins tickets this hour. So stay tuned for how you can uh, figure out how you can get in on that action. That's all coming up, and we're going to try to catch up with uh, Twins pitcher Griffin Jacks as well a little later on in the program. That should be a a fun one. Uh, For now, though, you know that uh, Twins Today is driven by the Mauer Auto Group. And like we do every week, catching up with Jeremy from the Mauer Auto Group, who joins us right now on Twins Today. Jeremy, how's it going today? It is going good. Thank you for asking. Good deal. Glad to hear it. So what, what's going on currently? Well, what's going on currently is the inventory is showing up like we have not seen it for years. So the, the microprocessor hold is over. Inventory is flowing in. We have more Tahoes, Suburbans, Silverados, Equinox, Trillman, anything you want. We have it available. It's all coming in. We're getting probably, I would say, four to six transports a week. And for those of you not in the car business, that's a huge deal because typically we get one. So they are building the cars, shipping the cars and getting them to us so we can get them to you with those great values that we always give and have you be part of the Mauer family because it is more than cars. And that's great. And uh, more than cars, this is a non-car question, but this was a cool one that caught my eye. On the Twins promotional schedule, they're giving away the 10,000 baby blue jerseys. I saw, Jeremy, that one's brought to you by the Mauer Auto Group. Yeah, I saw that too. That's pretty cool because that's a big giveaway. I've I've been to quite a few Twins games, as you know. That's a pretty big promotion. It really is. Little tease, next week when I talk to you, Jeremy, we're going to have a, a fun announcement for listeners of, of the show. And I guess I shouldn't say any more than that. We'll just keep it right at that. But uh, Jeremy, do you have anything that you can share with me that people should be keeping their eye on upcoming? We've got that new website up and running. It's the MauerAutoGroup.com. You have access to Mauer Main Chevrolet, Mauer Chevrolet, the Mauer Invergrove store for the Buick and the GMC side of things. Everything is right on that website. And the really cool thing about that website is we really highlight everything else we're doing besides cars. So if you want to go there and see what we're talking about when we say more than cars, it's all there too. And it's just, it's laid out beautifully. We've been working really hard on that. So I would highly recommend Everybody goes to that website. Last question for you, Jeremy, and I'll let you get out and enjoy your day. I'm, I've heard you mention this Lease Elite program. If there are listeners that are wondering about that, could you just fill us in on the details of what that means at the Mauer Auto Group? Yes. What that means for you, a Lease Elite program, that means you have a car payment, you have insurance and gas. That's all you pay for during the lease. We're going to cover everything else for you. Any type of maintenance the car needs, we're going to take care of it. I mean, it's just, it's such a great program. And, and that's the way we like to do things. It's a little selfish because we think we're going to see you back in three years, obviously, because you got to turn the car back into us and get you into another one at another fabulous deal. But that lease elite program, you can't say, oh my gosh, they didn't tell me that this was going to happen or any of that kind of stuff. It's all spelled out. It's a fabulous program. Mauerautogroup.com is where you can go and learn all about that. Jeremy, Thank you so much for your support, and we appreciate you joining Twins today. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Take care. Good seeing you. All right. Welcome back to Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group, more than cars. I'm your host, Derek Wetmore, and we welcome into the show right now a very special guest. He is the executive chef at Target Field. He is Chef Kurt Chenier. Kurt, how's it going? Going great. Good morning, Derek. Thanks for having me on the show today. 
The pleasure's all mine. Good morning to you. We've got a number of fun things to talk about uh, because it's it's welcome back week at Target Field. Just after the 4th of July, Twins got a series against the White Sox and they're officially celebrating 100% capacity back at the ballpark. So Chef Kurt, some people will be coming out that have not been out yet. Can you tell me a favorite or two of something that's new at the ballpark this year? Yeah, you know, Derek, it's been a fun journey so far this year. We've done our best to, to get back to where we have been known, all the stuff we've been known for in the past here at Target Field. We started slow. We implemented a lot of our old partnerships in, in places like Bat and Barrel and Tomball Tavern. Um, some of our newest items this year include our, our Korean fried chicken from Andrew Zimmern. The other big uh, new item is our Blue Door Pub, our Cease and Desist Burger, which is a um, stuffed burger. Some people call them a Juicy Lucy. Uh, the Blue Door Pub folks call it the Blucy with a B. That's a, a six ounce burger that's stuffed with uh, white American cheese. And then we top it with yellow American cheese. And we have a, a great sauce with it with, uh, with a nice milk bun that's toasted with butter. And again, we've been serving that out of the Bat and Barrel. Uh, I'm sorry, I should call that truly on deck now. We just uh, activated the, the dedicated space for that concept over at Gate 34, which is that was formerly known as Gate 34 Experience, which is now kind of morphed into the Jack Daniels bar with uh, the Blue Door Pub there at the, at the corner. So this has been a lot of fun to get those two uh, new concepts going. Had some other stuff in the works for 2021, but uh, some of that stuff's just taken a pause. And I expect that uh, by 2022, we'll have, we'll have a lot more new offerings as well once we have a, a full season of COVID behind us and we can get back to what we do best here at Target Field. And that's represent some of our local partnerships and really bring you know, the, the, the Minneapolis and the Minnesota flavor into, into Target Field. Sure. Yeah. And I've always loved that about Target Field. Ever since it opened, it felt like that was kind of a, a benchmark for you guys. Uh, Chef Kurt is our guest here on Twins Today, talking about some of the fare at Target Field as we are celebrating right around the corner with Welcome Back Week. Twins fans up to 100% capacity at Target Field. And I got to tell you, I just have to admit right off the bat here that I could talk to you about this all day hearing you describe the, the foods and, and the drinks that we can get at Target Field. So I will, I will cut to the chase, Chef Kurt, and I will ask you, what do you feel is the most popular item when people come out to Target Field to eat or drink? Well, right now, it's, it's a pretty easy question to answer, and that's the Red Cow 6040 Burger. We started that beginning of the season up in um, Arminian Paul stand up there where we have Pizza Luce as well. And, you know, the 6040 Burger has always been a popular item, and then we expanded that into our portable cart done by Stand 126 that we activated that once we uh, had looser restrictions and we were able to pull uh, the, the portable carts back onto the concourse. And uh, I can tell you, since then, we've been just going like that at, uh, at breakneck speed, <laughs> selling 60-40 burgers. So that smell of bacon in the air and then uh, candied bacon on top of a bacon and beef burger with uh, cheddar cheese. Uh, yeah, you, you can't miss with that one. And, and by far, that's of all of our specialty items, we sell the most of those. People were pretty happy to see that come back especially in two locations. You're making me hungry and uh, maybe <laughs> listeners, maybe listeners the same deal. Uh, one thing I had heard about, Delaware North is looking to expand right now. And so I actually heard about a sign-on bonus. If somebody's looking to get involved with this stuff or, you know, job hunting, what is the latest update there? Yeah, we're offering a $500 sign-on bonus for new hires, new employees. You can find us at TF Hire. Um, dot com, and that's the best way to apply for a job. We're looking to get people to commit to 20 games, and if they come in and work 20 games, they'll receive a $500 signing bonus. So it's a great incentive to come in and work. There's a lot of people that have been working at Target Field since I've been here, which is from the beginning. And so 
you know, that, I think that's it speaks volumes about just the environment here and the atmosphere. There's a lot of excitement. It's work. I don't want to <laughs> sugarcoat it. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a high paced environment. And, but, you know, you get the thrill of the crowd and the team being around and just being in the ballpark and the sights and the sounds and the smells and all that stuff goes with it. But it's a, it's an exciting place to work. And, and the facility we have here is second to none. And, and that's part of what's kept me here for so long is I just really like being at the ballpark. It's a, it's a great facility. It's constantly being updated and maintained and, and new concepts and new things going on all the time. So there's a lot of excitement to working here and, and having been to other ballparks throughout the country. And um, yeah, you could say I'm biased, but it's by far my favorite place to be as far as ballparks go. So I think, you know, if you're looking for part-time work or seasonal work, uh, need some extra money in the summer, uh, come on down because we need people and <laughs> we're looking for help. But thanks for letting me uh, speak to that because uh, that's been an important thing for us lately. Of course. Of course. Yeah, I've heard that around. So tfhire.com is where you can go to learn more about that program. Chef Kurt is our guest, by the way. Chef Kurt Chenier. He's the executive chef at Target Field. Kind enough to share some time with us this Sunday morning talking about uh, all of the fair at the ballpark and some fanfare with this one because the note that I heard is that uh, you've got uh, a giveaway for people to celebrate Welcome Back Week at Target Field upcoming in early July. What's the scoop there? Well, the, you know, there was a lot of talk on, on how to, to mark this occasion. And um, I think that what it came down to was let's give people an opportunity to come in and, and get a free meal. And so my general manager uh, is usually the one that kind of drives some of these ideas with the Twins Brass. And, and so they came up with an all-you-can-eat uh, concept for July 5th. There's going to be nachos and peanuts and chips and hot dogs and water and and Pearson nut rolls and, and there'll be, oh, I've got uh, about 10 locations around the ballpark where you'll be able to get this stuff free of charge. It's an all-you-can-eat situation. We just wanted to extend our gratitude to the fans and, and get people excited about coming back and, and taking advantage of that 100% capacity. You know, we've had some good crowds so far this year and we want to get more people in and get more people back uh, in the mood to get back to the ballpark and just enjoying nice summer afternoons and evenings and, and really enjoying Target Field for what it was designed to be done for. So we're excited. We're excited to see how this goes. We've never done anything like this before, so it should be quite the experience. We do do some all-you-can-eat concepts in some of our sections. We've been playing around with that for a couple of years now. So this will be our first go at doing the whole stadium. So we're, nice. we're like I said, we're pumped up. Uh, Chef Kurt, thank you uh, for being very generous with your time. I have two more items for you. First, I understand there's a little giveaway that we're going to do for our listeners, if you can give me the details there. Afterwards, I'm going to ask you just some rapid fire questions if somebody's coming to the ballpark. So, so get ready for the rapid fire round, but first okay. let's hear about these uh, twins tickets. Yeah, we're, we're, we're excited to announce that we're, we've got five packs of four tickets for that Monday, July 5th uh, to celebrate the 100% capacity at target field as part of our welcome back week. So Derek, did, did you have a, a, a way to give those tickets away? Well, we, we talk in pre-show with the producers a little bit about the best way to do that. I actually, I think it's just callers. I, I want to reward the people who listen to Twins today who are loyal listeners. So give us a call in the next segment here, 651-989-9226. Just question or comment on the Twins and uh, you'll get one of these packs. 651-989-9226 is how you can get the Twins ticket giveaways. Uh, I guess I can say compliments of Chef Kurt. <laughs> Thank you, Derek. That's exciting. <laughs> We're excited to bring it to, to listeners. And now one final rapid fire round for you, Chef Kurt. And I'm thinking about the people specifically who come to Target Field 
and they're not necessarily looking for the standard ballpark fare. I think a lot of people know where to find that by now at Target Field. So put yourself in the shoes of somebody who's coming to a game and I'll describe the situation. You tell me where you would recommend they go eat. Does that sound good? Sure, let's do it. Okay, couple comes in with kids. Maybe they're taking in their first twins game. Where are you going to send them? Well, kids like pizza. So I'd say, you know, go up to the tradition sign, Minnie and Paul, and get get a slice of pizza luce. You know, we've got uh, four uh, varieties of pizza up there. Uh, we've even um, got some really good gluten-free options. You know, a lot of um, families are dealing with gluten-free issues. And so that's the, that's the spot where the whole family can eat. And if you've got allergies, we can take care of you up there too. Love it. That's great. Uh, how about little different crowd. You're coming in for a, a mixed drink or cocktail that goes beyond just all of the different beer options that you can find at the park. Where are you sending somebody for cocktails? Well, I'd say either go to the Grey Duck Deck or, of course, Truly on Deck, which we have a full complement of drinks and beverages in the bar there. Um, the atmosphere in Truly on Deck is, is spectacular with all the big screens and, and games going on and with the doors that open up and you get the flavor and the feel of the ballpark just you know, swarming in, flowing into the ballpark there or into the, into the restaurant, I'm sorry. And, and, and we've got a great venue up there as well. It's a busy, high-paced uh, atmosphere. There's a lot of um, fans just coming in and out, and it, it really gives you that almost like a tailgating feel uh, before the game starts. And then once the game's going on, you've got, you know, the live action, plus, you know, you can sit down at the bar and belly up and get a beer or a cocktail. Um, and get food delivered right to your seat. So, and then of course we've got that uh, outdoor patio as well. So that's that's I'm I'm biased. That's my favorite spot, the ballpark. I love the views from up there. Um, I love the casual nature of of this the whole space. And um, Twins put a lot of time and effort into into getting that space rebuilt a few years back. And you know it continues to evolve with our menus and with our offerings. And just you know now that people know about it and go up there, it's just become really a hot spot. Very cool place to be, no doubt. Uh, the last one I'll leave you with, I'm always curious to hear about this because you are the man in the chair and I want to know what you would say to somebody who is coming to the ballpark, missed dinner and is thinking, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm going for it today. I'm at the Twins game and it's going to be a full experience. I want a sit-down meal. Where's the best place for that at Target Field? Well, again, Truly on Deck is, is probably one of your better options, but we also have offerings in Town Ball Tavern, which is a little bit more low-key. It's, it's in the left field corner on the club level. You know, Herbex is always a good spot as well. We just activated our food menu in there, actually, last homestand, so, so that's kind of fire ramping up here for the season. Um, so we really have three good sit-down locations that are, that are open to the general public. Of course, there's the Delta Sky 360 Club, but you'll need a ticket to get into some of those uh, areas, especially like Champions Club, the Thompson Riders Champions Club as well. But for non-season ticket holders, those are the three spots, Tom Ball, uh, Herbex, and Truly on Deck. And, uh, and all the menus there are different. We've got local offerings and partnership uh, things like Red Cow and Max Fish and Chips over in Tom Ball Tavern. You know, we used to do that down in the concourse. And, and again, we moved that into Tom Ball Tavern this year just because of some of the restrictions we were under in the beginning. So, so yeah, so, so I think those are the three best spots. Love it. I, I Truly, I could talk to you about this all day, Chef Kurt, but I'll, I'll cut it off here and I'll say thank you so much for your time. Uh, happy welcome back week and thanks for coming on Twins today. It's my pleasure, Derek. Anytime. Thanks for having me. That's the voice of Kurt Chenier. He's the executive chef at Target Field. And don't forget, we are giving away five packs of tickets to listeners to this show. Between now and the end of the show, give us a call with a Twins question or comment. We'll try to get you on the air. 651 651- 
989-9226. That's the number you can call. Don't go anywhere. More baseball coming up after this on Twins Today. You're listening to News Talk, 830-WCCO. Welcome back to Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group. More than cars. I'm your host, Derek Wetmore. I'm standing in the uh, the press box out overlooking sun-soaked target field now as players from both teams are gathering, starting their catch and warm-ups and arm circles and all that, getting loose for a big league ball game here at one 10. Between now and then, we are giving away tickets, as I just mentioned, with Chef Kurt. We're going to give away uh, 20 tickets. Good seats, too. Um, see some calls starting to line up here on the, the log, so that's great. After this show, after Twins Today, we are going to hear Inside Twins, and then it's the Adina Realty pregame lineup card all leading up to first pitch between the series finale with the Twins and Cleveland. In a little while, Do Hyung Park is going to join me. He covers the Twins for MLB.com, does a great job there, and uh, dresses like he's going on TV, which is great to see as well. Um, we're also, uh, we were going to be joined by Griffin Jacks, but I see uh, Twins players walking off the field here. I'm told that uh, there is a players-only meeting that is taking place today, so we'll try to catch up with Griffin on down the line. But... As promised, we're going to give away some Twins tickets here. I got a four-pack here, and uh, the first name I see on this list is Dale in St. Louis Park. I uh, got a question or comment. Uh, Dale, thanks for calling Twins today. Yes, hi. Uh, this is Dale. Sorry I'm uh, driving right now. But, uh, yeah, I just appreciate your show. I've been listening in. And, uh, you know, your comment about the uh, hiring for the Twins and stuff. Uh, I got some friends working, and they really uh, enjoy it working there and helping out so just really appreciate everything and go twins thank you love it that's great to hear dale thanks for calling the show appreciate the kind words appreciate your support uh hang on the line uh we're gonna have a four pack for you uh tickets to give away to that july 5th game versus the white Sox. always appreciate uh hearing some kind words the another guy lined up on the horn here it looks like it do i have this right is ron in prior lake ron thanks for calling twins today Yes, good morning. Say, I was uh, curious about uh, Miguel Sano, considering his uh, erratic performance uh, to date, uh, and I guess over the history of his career, what are your thoughts as to if you do consider him a leading candidate uh, as far as trade discussions? Uh, great question, Ron. Appreciate you uh, calling the show. I'll answer that. But uh, here, hang on the line, and uh, producer Devin's going to get in touch with you, and we'll give you a, a four-pack of Twins tickets for calling in. My answer is I don't know because, and, and it's not a cop-out. I promise I'll talk all the way through this one. Miguel Sano is a powerful bat, but he strikes out all the time. He's uh, sort of out of a position here, I guess, uh, at first base. We talked about it earlier in the show with Alex Kirilov being the main man there. And Sano kind of finds himself on the the wrong side or the side he doesn't want to be on uh, of a platoon. Uh, I'm sure he doesn't want to be on it. I haven't actually heard that one from the horse's mouth, but... Is he a trade candidate? Well, you got to think about other teams and their needs and their wants. I think a competitive AL club, it doesn't have to be AL. He can play first base. He could even play some third base. Um, so I think any playoff team that's looking for a big power bat at one of those positions is probably going to want more in terms of uh, in terms of the contact, in terms of the bat to ball. It's a, it's a big strikeout rate when he's slumping. Gosh, pushes 40% sometimes, even, even when he's – you know, powerful crush all Miguel Sano, it's a 30% strikeout rate. So 
it's it's an affordable contract. If I was a major league team, I would not uh, dismiss it out of hand because it's not like he's he's way drastically overpaid, Ron. But boy, I, I don't know that the Twins would get a, a huge prospect back for that. I wonder if the best path might not be to just sit tight, let him hit some home runs for you, and and see if you can get him into a little bit more consistent of a mold. But Ron, thank you for the call. Really appreciate it. I'm thinking here. Uh, our guest uh, of the next segment, Do Hyung Park, uh, has joined us in the studio. And Do, rather than uh, waiting around, I'd love to bring you on for some of these callers if you don't mind joining us now. Do, thanks for uh, coming on Twins today. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, it's uh, it's always fun to catch up with you, Do. Got to see you in the press box earlier this weekend. And uh, let's keep going through these callers because we've got some Twins tickets to give away. Uh, I, I got you out of the Miguel Sano one, though, because I answered that one. So uh, you're welcome for that. But I see uh, next in line to get some Twins tickets. Looks like Barb in Bemidji. Uh, Barb, thank you for calling Twins today. Hey, go Twins. <laughs> uh, um, I love the Twins, and we have not been to the Target Center. So <clears throat> coming down from Bemidji, are there several different parking lots near Target field or how does the parking situation go hey that's a great question uh barb thanks for the support and for calling Uh, i'll i'll answer but if you would stick on the line and producer devin will make sure we can get you one of those uh packs of twins tickets doe i don't know where you park maybe that's a state secret or something but they have got ramp a ramp b the hawthorne ramp is around here uh i i personally haven't had too much trouble with it i guess i come at a little bit of an unusual time but i from my perspective anyway you're gonna pay for it but parking is pretty uh, attainable around the ballpark yeah there's a lot of the ramp parking we we actually don't get media parking and i know you remember that from uh, from your media days too Derek. <laughs> yeah, absolutely so uh we park in ramp and i think that's always a great option and like you were saying there's the, the ramp options around around downtown are plentiful they will set you back i think what 10 12 bucks um, depending on, the on whether you're in the hawthorne ramp or ramp a or ramp yeah. b I will say there's also options for uh, taking the light rail in. Sure. Um, if that's something you're amenable to, like kind of a park and ride situation, especially if there's a different part of town that you want to maybe, you know, like grab a drink at or see some friends at or something like that before or after the game. Wow. That's light rail is also affordable with uh, cheap parking down the line. Yeah, that was my uh, childhood. Uh, you park over in Bloomington and hoof it on down to the Metrodome and catch a Twins game that way. Uh, Ramp A is the one that is connected to Target Field. But, Barb, tons of options. That's a that's a great call. Not a question I uh, get every day on Twins Today, so I appreciate that. Uh, let's give away uh, two more packs of these Twins tickets. I see Nick in Northeast is on the line. Nick, thank you for calling Twins Today. What's up? Yeah, how are you doing? Just on my way to the ballpark. It's nice. Nice. But usually another one, a restaurant spot or food spot that the go to is Kamarchek's, of course, with the with the sauerkraut, the onions, and the Polish or the brat choice, You know, it's the best. And then of course at um, Gate Thirty Four, the the draft the draft wall they have out there that has all the different craft beers and stuff is a great spot to to check out as well. And then tip your bartenders. Yeah, there <laughs> so you go. We say offer that that option now for all the workers and stuff too. So it's a great solution so go twins awesome nick thank you for the call hang on the line we'll get you a four pack of twins tickets for that july 5th game versus the white Sox. yeah doe i don't uh i don't know anything about that beer line out there in right field at target field but uh, i'm hurt i i've i've been told that they do serve beverages out there gotta say i think i've done two games from the stands since target field opened 
no kidding. one since I got on the job. And that game, I, I, I normally like to roam around the ballpark, but yeah, that sure. day I made it a mission. That was the year. That was in 2019. And I literally sat in le in the left field bleachers about okay. as close to the bullpens as you can get because nice. I heard so much from, like, Trevor May and Tyler Duffy, and especially when Romo got in there about the shenanigans they get <laughs> up to during the game, and I just had to see it for myself. So uh, I was up there. I should – I always feel bad because whenever my friends or just people come to the ballpark and they're like, where should I eat? Where should I drink? I'm just like, let me tell you, man, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Experienced on covering the Twins, but maybe not in <laughs> taking taking in a Twins game at Target Field uh, out in the stands. I, I did it a lot in 19. I was uh, roaming around. I more games from the press box than from the stands, but I tried to draw that balance a little uh, more to level. So, uh, yeah, I can uh, I can confirm. There are a number of good places to get food and drink around. As you heard Chef Kurt tell us earlier today, a uh, bunch of uh, food and beverage options. These are fun calls, though. Yeah, not exactly what I was expecting on Twins Today, but we do have one more pack to give away before we take a break on Twins Today here. And I see another caller on the line is Julie in Harris, Julie, uh, how's it going? And uh, thank you for calling Twins today. It's going great. Thank you. I'm just excited. I'm saying go Twins. I have not had opportunity to be back at the ballpark since the shutdown. So I am super excited and just feeling blessed at the opportunity to win some tickets today. And just trying to decide which nieces and nephews I'm going to call to see if they'll go with us <laughs> to the Twins game. <laughs> Love it. That's great. Uh, Julie, thanks for the call. Hey, hang on here on the line. Uh, Producer Devin's going to make sure you get that last four-pack of tickets. And then you just do the, the mental gymnastics of figuring out uh, who's been kind enough to you to uh, come out to a ball game. That's great. Hasn't had a chance to get back out, but is going to as uh, the Twins start. Welcome back week. July 5th is that first game versus the White Sox. It's the first day, in case any listeners were wondering why you know why is this a big deal it's the first day that target field will be back to 100 percent capacity so super fun to give away some of those those nice tickets there for uh twins today listeners i always appreciate the loyal listeners calling in with some good questions today uh, tell you what we're going to do we are going to take a break here because when we come back i want to pick the brain of the man who spends most of his time in the target field press box do hyung park covers the twins for mlb.com you heard his voice there and a couple of those answers and we'll chat everything twins coming up after this don't go anywhere you're listening to twins today on news talk 830 wcco welcome back to twins today driven by the mauer auto group more than cars I'm your host, Derek Wetmore, looking out at sun-soaked Target Field, where I'm a little bit more confident they'll get a baseball game in today. My guest is Do Hyung Park. He covers the Minnesota Twins for MLB.com, does a great job there. Follow him on Twitter if you're not already following him there, or his stories are the one that show up on TwinsBaseball.com when you're there checking out the schedule and getting your tickets. Doe uh, writes all of those. So you've you've read the byline for sure. Now you get to hear the voice. Uh, Doe, we had fun answering some calls there, some little uh, unorthodox calls there. But let's uh, let's take some time and get into 
the Minnesota Twins team as it is. I follow your stat of the day that you post there. I assume every team does one of those. Yeah, it's a it's actually a Sarah Lang special. So okay. in case if you're listening to this and you're a baseball fan, Derek, Derek is kind enough to plug me onto it. But really, <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of extraneous. If you really want to get in on the nitty gritty and be a baseball insider, Sarah Langs is who you want. I mean, she's a She's our wonderful statistician on our staff. She's available literally like 24 hours of the day. I'm like, do you like, yeah, eat, seriously? Do you, sleep? do you do anything else? Because whenever <laughs> I have a stack query, she's always there on Slack ready with the answer in like 30 seconds. But she's who you want. And she's uh, who's, who's trying to introduce that because obviously trying to bring stats a little more to the forefront. Yeah. And uh, we have a little fun with that, you know, just trying to point out something that you wouldn't necessarily notice, maybe a deeper cut from that game, and, uh, yeah, point some of those things out. I am always for uh, adding more stats, and, uh, you know, let's not lose sight of what's going on in the game, but if we can help tell the story better with stats, all the better. That Twitter account that Doe mentioned is slang on sports slang on sports that I thought it was for a long time and then I found out oh her name is Sarah Langs okay it's S Lang on sports um or Luis Arise was your guy the other day of course not very often people have two triples and a double in the same game just a huge game for Arise in the Twins win I'm gonna steal your thunder but then we'll let's talk about Luis Arise because you wrote I learned this from you Doe three twins in history have two triples and a double before Arise did it. So he becomes the fourth member. Those other three guys, Chuck Knobloch, everybody's favorite, go, go, Carlos <laughs> Gomez, and a guy you might have heard of. He's got his number hanging out in the left field above the limestone at Target Field, Rod Carew. That's uh, that's pretty, as we say in Minnesota, though, interesting company that Luis Arise joins now. It's uh, never a bad day at the ballpark when you <laughs> yeah, can leave right. the ballpark and say that uh, you're in the same breath as Rod Carew. Right? Yeah. Obviously, that's <laughs> that's kind of a that's that's you know a stat where you know three triples is better, maybe two triples and a homer is better. That's sure. just kind of one of those stats that you pick <laughs> out because it's Fair. one of those rare occurrences. Fair. But I mean, for uh, that's not the that's not the first time actually that uh, Arise and Rod Carew have been mentioned, and not even just anecdotally from like fans that are calling in or sure. commenting or sure. that sort of thing. I remember his rookie season, Luis Arise. I think we were in Cleveland and. And uh, Terry Francona, Tito, was asked about him. And Tito was like, and I believe Tito said, you know, this is a guy we're going to see win multiple batting titles down the line. And I think in that same breath, he compared him to hitters like Rod Carew and Tony Gwynn. And uh, I think uh, Arias' batting average still hasn't crept, crept above 300 yet this season. But coming off of uh, that shoulder injury and uh, the concussion-like symptoms he dealt with, result of some uh, of some crafty at best sliding around the uh, around the infield where he said uh, th- those are both head first slides I That's think and he said I'm never sliding head first anymore he's, he's feet first sliding only and he's holding himself to that but uh, you can really see the bat starting to pick up a bit I mean you're, you're really starting to see the Luis arise now that he's no longer it, it no longer hurts him to sure. swing as, as was the case after that injury he's really starting to pick up that uh, sprinkler to all fields nice yeah that's his uh, it's been his nickname at least coming up La, La Regadera the sprinkler. I think you I have that. You can roll your right? R's. I can't do that. Really? Yeah. I'll stick around in the break. I'll teach you. It's, <laughs> it's not. It's not that hard. Just a little bit of work. But uh, Luis, I met him a little bit, but of course, haven't been in the clubhouse in a long, long time, and I have not been uh, as, as lean forward on some of these zooms as you have when Luis declared himself ready to come back, like 
in the middle of his rehab assignment. He's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm coming to the Twins soon. I'm playing. And then sure enough, he's in the lineup the next day. Uh, Doe, what is he like? Because we can talk about stats, and I do have another thing on Carew. But what is he like as a guy for, for Twins fans who, whether it's during the pandemic, whatever, just haven't had as much of a chance, I think, to experience that personality? What is Luis like off the field? He has blossomed so much since we first got to know him in 2019, you know, when um, and I think it's always tough, um, especially if you're he's he's a Venezuelan. But for, you know, any of the international guys um, that come, whether it's from Latin America or from Asia, especially the Lat- the young Latin guys, you're getting signed out of your home country when you are 16. Maybe if you're in the Dominican, you get to play a couple years of Dominican rookie ball before you come over to the U.S. But in like Luis Arise's case, for example, if you're getting signed at 16, you're either, you know, headed to the Dominican Academy, playing Dominican ball, you know, playing rookie ball elsewhere from when you're a kid. And it's just kind of hard to, you know, you haven't gone through high school, you're separated from your family at such an early age. And so I think when he first got up here in 2019, he was what, like a 21, 22 year old kid really in that environment. And he was still kind of coming into his own. The English wasn't as comfortable for him, but you know, now that he's had a couple of years to establish himself, a lot of hard work on his end, a lot of uh, help from team interpreter Elvis Martinez and just, you know, the wonderful resources the twins have on hand. He's just like the brightest personality down there. And you can tell that whenever Rocco talks about him, he, he bounces off the walls. He's got that kind of like, it's not like childlike energy, but it's like he's got that wonder about him. Yeah. He's, he's always bouncing around. He's so much more comfortable in his English and joking around now. And he's kind of got that electric vibe, you know, that they kind of lost to a certain extent when Williams Astadio yeah. was sent off the roster, that kind of energetic presence in the clubhouse to go with uh, what he obviously brings on the field, which is considerable as well. No kidding. And when he's like 22, 23, he's I want to say. 24 now. Oh, 24? 24 oh, geez. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's, he's growing up. old now. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> past his prime. I don't, I don't <laughs> know what more to say. Uh, okay, we are going to do this, though, because we got to get one more break in here. So we're going we're gonna to take a break here on Twins today. We're going to come back, and I want to ask you a couple of things about this current Twins team ahead of the series finale. Twins and Cleveland should be a big one for Minnesota. Uh, we'll do that on the other side of this. Uh, Twins today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group. You're listening to News Talk 830 WCCO. Welcome back to Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group. More than cars. Once again, live from Target Field, here is Derek Wetmore. Yep, welcome back. Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group. I am Derek Wetmore. So all those facts, check out. Uh, This is the final segment of today's two-hour show. You can hear us every week, 10 to noon, here on 830 WCCO. If you're looking for a way to wrap up your week or get ready for the Twins game upcoming, I would say this is a good way to do it, but I am a little biased. After this, we've got Inside Twins and the Adana Realty pregame lineup card all heading up to first pitch between the Twins and the Cleveland baseball team. First pitch scheduled for 110. My guest for the final segment of this show is Do Hyung Park. He covers the Twins for MLB.com, and you can follow him on Twitter at Do Hyung Park. Always like it when people can just use their full name there. That's great. Nobody squatted on yours and, and stole it from you. Um, we were talking about Luisa Rise, the 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 break prior, um, Doe, and I'm I don't know. This is uh, reminds me of the 2019 team that had just a ton of fun and they won a lot of games and obviously they hit all the bombas and there was Luis in the middle of it just getting on base at a a 400 clip or whatever the heck it was 
um, this this team hasn't had as much consistent flow of that of that fun, those good vibes and everything like that. It's it's led me to ask you. Okay, they're in a stretch here where they got 24 straight against the American League Central after yesterday's washout. This would be a great chance for them to make up ground in their division. If the Twins uh, don't do that, if they don't get blistering hot here, I think baseball is looking around at the Twins as potential sellers at the trade deadline. That's currently where they're where they're penciled in. Though, from your time on the beat and covering this team and being around the league, I want to talk about the human uh, toll of of trade rumors and the trade deadline. As as this Twins team sits currently, uh, possibly in that seller's bin, what do you think that does to a clubhouse? Um, just just point blank, how do you think that it impacts guys? I think that's that's a that's a really that's a really good question that I don't think is talked about enough as part of these discussions, really, because one of the things that pops up not just in trade deadline season but I guess when it comes to injuries and everything like that too is sports is so commodified these days um, okay. where where these athletes are treated as commodities to a certain extent and tools yeah, to assets. victory and assets and yeah, I mean from a business standpoint they are but um, on the other hand these are also guys that have uprooted their families to move to Minneapolis that uh, spend a lot of time in the clubhouse with these guys every day and you know, it's it, w- when you talk to guys about trade deadline season and trade rumors, and I've only been around three years, but one of the one of the senses that you really do get is um, they they try to keep it out of their minds to a certain extent because their you know their focus has to be still you know going out there on the field and you know doing what they can to try to avoid being sellers at the deadline. But that sort of thing does creep into play. I don't know that the big picture does so much because the players are insulated that to, from that to a certain extent okay. um, from on a day-to-day basis. But, you know, when you when you flip on MLB Network and you see your name pop up as part of a trade rumor and that sort of thing, I, I really feel for guys because, you know, it depends on the team. I mean, like, I think, like, there have been examples in the past, for example, like notably with, like, Nolan Arenado or Troy Tulowitzki with the Rockies, yeah. where maybe a front office doesn't keep a guy in the loop as much or his agent in the loop as much when these discussions are maybe happening. Or, But whatever the case it is, you're just in a position where even if you're a player, you're just feeling so helpless. That's something that's not really in your control unless you're, like, a 10-5 and five guy with no trades and you or you've got that negotiated into your contract a lot of times it's you know just people speculating about your value who you are as a person who you are as a player all those things are out there just kind of aired for the world to see (laughs) all the while you don't know where you're going to be waking up for the next week you don't know where your kid if you're gonna have to if you're like what if you get moved across the country Mm -hmm. or your wife and kids gonna follow you Mm -hmm. Are they going to stay around here? What is that going to look like in terms of buying a house, renting a new apartment, selling this house on this market? And, you know, all those, all that crazy stuff yeah. that comes into play. And that's not even mentioning, and I think we're talking about this a little bit at the break, um, is what it does to the clubhouse because you spend so much more time here um, with these guys than with your family. And, um, and especially for a clubhouse like the Twins where, you know, the pieces that you get talked about, you got like Nelson Cruz is going to be the big one at this deadline, for sure. example. And, yeah. you know, uh, t- he's he's made such an outsized presence from not just the clubhouse stamp, but I mean, not just to the fans, but in the clubhouse as yeah, well. I yeah. mean, every story that gets written about the guys, about, you know, his impact on Miguel Sano in 2019 when Sano broke out. We were just talking pregame today with Rocco about how Luis Arise, he's obviously had the health issues over the three seasons he's been with the Twins. The legs haven't really been there for him. Um, he's talked about how he watches and talks to Nelly Cruz for 
for that sort of thing, right. you know, like and how how and following him on how to be a big leaguer. And uh, as this clubhouse skews younger and younger, and especially as you're going to have younger guys like Arise pop up, but for example, Jorge Alcala, you know, is a, he's not a younger guy, but he's still trying to, you know, bust into the big leagues. And yeah. um, you're eventually, hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood, assuming everything goes well, Yoan Duran will, could join him toward the end of the season and that sort of thing. Yeah, we're knocking on a lot of wood here because uh, he's down with an injury right now. Uh-huh. But as those guys come up, and especially if the Twins decide to retool or rebuild or whatever is going to happen there, the right baseball move absolutely is to try to find a suitor for Nelson Cruz if the Twins are in that position at the trade deadline, right? But again, there's and these are the things that are tough for front offices, for us in the media and everything to evaluate because everything is so quantitative these days, but those things are qualitative. You cannot measure, you cannot distill into a number the impact of a Nelson Cruz in the clubhouse, the impact of you know, a, a Jose Barrios in the clubhouse yeah. or even a guy like Byron Buxton who guys unite around so much and those guys are really going to be the big names that I would assume would have popped up at the deadline if Buxton hadn't gotten hurt. Um, and so, you know, the, these are, like I said, these are thorny discussions that aren't had as much as, frankly, they should. And I don't know if the, I took this where you wanted it to go or if it strayed completely else from where, <laughs> completely different from where the question was. No, but, no, no, no. That was this my uh, stream of consciousness word vomit. It's fascinating, though. This uh, amazing insight, I think. And, yeah, it's the, the human side, the qualitative versus the quantitative. Uh, no, I think I didn't have a direction for the question. <laughs> I, I just uh, set up the canvas. You paint, my friend. So, uh, no, really, really great stuff. And it's going to be just a, I don't know. A weird time. I think thorny is a really good word because you don't like talking about a team with postseason expectations coming in. Right. Talking about being uh, a potential seller, but don't. Yeah. That's, that's one last thing. That's something interesting that we that Thad brought up too. General Manager Thad Levine, when we talked to him, is that it was a couple weeks ago where we're like, "How about early trades? Like, are those getting into talks?" And he's like, "You know, there's even maybe a sense that teams are kind of hesitant to talk because they don't want to like insult us or something by like sure. t- showing that they think of us as a seller." But they're really getting to that point soon. Yeah, and the draft will come and go, and that should do it. So, Doe, thank you for your time today. Thanks, Derek. I always appreciate it. That's the voice of Doe Hyung Park. Follow his work on MLB.com. Covers the Minnesota Twins. That's it for Twins Today. Coming up next, Inside Twins on News Talk 830-WCCO. You have been listening to Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group. More than cars. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.